You're listening to On Development, a podcast of the Millennium Challenge Corporation, or MCC. MCC is an independent United States government international development agency whose mission is reducing poverty through economic growth. In this episode, MCC's Vice President of Congressional and Public Affairs, Aisha House, speaks with Agnieszka Rawa and Togo Minister Sina Lawson to discuss using digitization to unlock economic growth and attract private sector investment. Agnieszka Rawa is MCC's Managing Director of MCC Data Collaboratives for Local Impact. In this role, she leads MCC's strategic $21.8 million partnership with the State Department's Office of Global AIDS Coordinator to conceptualize and implement investments that strengthen country-led open data systems. Rawa has over 16 years of predominantly private sector-led international development experience. She has led environmental, social, health, and safety components of projects, managed teams involved in implementing complex infrastructure projects in energy, mining, transportation, and telecommunications, conducted strategic engagement with local communities, international donors, regulatory authorities, and non-for-profits, and conceptualized sustainable development strategies. Sina Lawson is Togo's Minister of Digital Economy and Transformation. With over 15 years of experience and expertise in telecommunications policy and regulations, her initiatives of minister have included diversifying private participation in the telecom sector, spearheading regulatory reforms for data protection and electronic transactions, setting up an innovation hub, as well as pushing for the deployment of high-speed fiber broadband to link key institutions, including all public universities in the country. Can you all both talk about, I guess, your approach or what's the business case for digital? So, so for us, digital is an infrastructure. So it's an under, it's, it supports, um, all of the structures. Um, we have a development roadmap in Togo, um, which has 42 projects and reforms that needs to be made between now and 2025. Three of these projects have a digital component. You know, um, when you want to improve agriculture, which is a key sector of our economy. It has to be through digitalization, um, logistics, because we're a small country in West Africa, but we have a deep sea port. So any logistical issue, and we see ourselves as being the gateway to West Africa. So logistics is very important. And the way to modernize logistics in the logistics sector is through digitization. So if you take every sector of the economy, digital tools improve their efficiency, you know? And so that's number one. Number two is that um, it's very important to build an inclusive country. Right now, you have the feeling that when you're part of, you live in the capital city, you have access to a lot of things. And when you live outside of the capital city, then you're a bit left out, forgotten. And so what we want to do is that through digital means, we want people to stay where they were born, for example, but to have the same uh, the same access to information to opportunities as someone who would be living in the capital city. Yeah. And the only way to do so is through digital means. The only way to attract companies to come to Togo is if we can show that we have very strong level of infrastructure. If our human resources are are, are adequate, and the way to do it again is through digital means because. In the area, for example, of education, we want to modernize our education. And what it means is that we need to bring digital tools. We need to improve the content because 
um, a lot of people are right now receiving education, but for subjects that are no longer relevant, you know? And so if you want to make sure that your citizens are well-educated and that their their level of education or the content of their education is well adapted to the needs of the economy, it has to be using digital means. Yeah. So so that I would say that's the case for it. Yeah, that's great. No, and I think you might have mentioned too that, uh, so in the event of COVID, how did you all, I mean, I know it's not necessarily a business case, but obviously it's a, a citizen's um, outreach um, investment tool too. So you all used COVID digitally as well? Yes, because the, the, the thing though is that um, in, in 2022, uh, I would say nowadays, as government, you have to prove that you're relevant. Right. You know, um, um, governments are under a lot of criticism, uh, maybe due to social networks, due to a lot of reasons, and, and some valid, some less. But the, the fact is, you have to prove that there is a good reason why you're here. And so when the pandemic started, we had to implement tough measures in terms of mobility restrictions. And um, we wanted to support the informal sector because in Africa, you know, the majority of uh, of workers work in the informal sector. It means that every single day they need to go out to earn their living for that day. So when you tell them that they cannot go out of their house, it's really in effect you're almost telling them that, hey, you, if you're going to die. You're going to die of starvation if it's not of COVID. So how did we, so, so we wanted to implement these mobility restriction measures, but we also wanted at the same time to support our citizens, to show them we cared and to show them that we could both help uh, in solving the crisis, the pandemic, and supporting them so that they didn't face hardship. So we built a digital platform to, to actually distribute cash or cash transfer platform that was 100% digital and that didn't require people to have smartphones because they just needed to type um, a short code. And so, and they would receive money. They received money through digital means. It was an SMS, mobile payment. But we were able to support 25% of all Togolese adults during the pandemic, you know, And, and that's very new. And we would not have been able to do so without digital means. And the beauty of it is that we spent $34 million on all traceable, you know? And that's also a first, that all the money that was spent is entirely traceable, that people from registration onto our platform to receiving cash, it took less than two minutes. Wow. You know? Most of the time when the government tells you that they're going to give you money, you have to wait for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so it showed that we, you know, it showed our citizens that we cared, that right. we could be efficient. Right. And right. It, it is important. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I, that, that is hard to argue against the business case for that. Not only the business case, but the government case for it, honestly. Um, Agneska, can you talk a little bit about from the MCC perspective? How do we make the business case for? Digital? You bet. But but I did want to just highlight that I, I know that example that Minister Lawson described, and I do encourage our, our listeners to, to look into it, because this is the Novisi program, I believe, that is now serving as a model for how other countries can kind of deploy similar digital payment systems to, yeah. to reach their citizens and support them in times of crisis. So 
But as far as MCC and the digital, uh, the business case for digital, I mean, the, the business case couldn't be clearer. Right. I mentioned earlier that the digital economy is growing at a rate that's two and a half times faster than than the global GDP. Wow. Well, right? right. Most of that growth is within some of the more developed countries, but there's no reason why it should be that way. Right. Um, as as MCC is trying to position its partners to benefit from this wealth creation, um, the strong business case is there to help do that. Um, the digital um, digital has the potential not only to improve government services, as, as you mentioned, but it has um, the potential to bring education, health, um, other services. To rural areas, which, as you mentioned, right now are in many cases underserved, mm-hmm. and also to close the gender gap. There's a lot of work to be done there too, to make sure that that women actually also connect as easily, also have the skills to to use the information that they have access to, and to get the investments that they need to make businesses thrive. So, in every case, the, the business is there. Um, I would also say that specifically to Africa, um, Africa has such a huge population of right? And there's this youth bulge. And so it is a unique moment to invest in digital and in the skills needed to leverage digital because um, these youth, as you said, need jobs. And, um, and this also creates an incredible economic dividend for the countries that they are citizens of. And I think that by, what is it, 2100, um, about 30% of the world's working population will be in Africa. So it's now, it's now, now is the time to invest. The business case is strong. That's great. That's great. Well, and you, you mentioned partnership and the private sector. So I'd be remiss to not allow us to talk a little bit about engaging the private sector when it comes to digital. And I'm curious if you all could maybe talk about an example. I think in Togo, you all have worked with Google. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Minister Lawson? So so Google, um, uh, I think it was last year, a couple of years ago, um, announced that it was going to spend um, $1 billion in Africa and um, and also decided to build an on-the-sea cable that would link uh, Portugal, uh, Europe to, uh, South, so to South Africa. And it's, it's important because, um, more than 90% of, um, of all internet, uh, traffic, uh, in between countries go through on the sea cable. So we don't really know that. Uh, and Africa does not have a lot of cables. You have approximately 500 cables, on the sea cables in the world, and Africa must have maybe 20 to 25, not more. So it's important. It costs a lot of money. So it's important uh, to have companies such as Google and I think Facebook also is building um, a cable to to be involved in, 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 in building a cable. So when we announced that they were going to build the Equiano cable, uh, we reached out to them to say uh, that we wanted to be part of it, you mm-hmm. know. And so the partnerships, uh, and it, it, it took, you know, it took lots of discussions, but the, 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 they wanted and we all wanted to have a strong involvement of the private sector. So what we did is that Google uh, built the cable and in terms of running it, 
we created a joint venture with a company that um, was um, partly owned by Google, but not only Google, by the International Finance Corporation and, um, and, and others. The company's name is C-Squared. And C-Squared, with us, with uh, Togo, uh, we created a joint venture to run the, um, the landing station of the Equiano cable. And it's important because Google commissioned some studies and showed that the Equiano cable was going to help create 37,000 jobs, new jobs in Togo. Wow. Um, so it's, it's really, it also shows something else that for strategic investments such as the landing station, it's very important to involve the private sector. Yeah. So this project through, you know, the involvement of a, of a multinational comp- uh, company such as Google, through the joint venture we created with, uh, with other companies uh, and the private sector participation is for us an example of how we should do things in Africa when it comes to digital. Always partnered with uh, companies that can execute well. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, That's great. That's great. You know, I, I uh, think that was such an incredibly strategic move on, on the part um, of your government because that cable was not going to land in Togo. Now, I think you're the first landing in Africa That's great. next to an economy like Nigeria, etc. So this is really where I, that's the power of digital. Right? Yeah. By, by landing there first, I think Togo becomes a relevant port of digital, right, in, in right. Africa. So um, just incredible to watch that. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Do you want to talk about any other private sector examples of digital from the MCC side? Uh, there, are, there are a number. And I think it's, uh, as Minister Lawson said, it's really important to work with the private sector on this because really one of the areas of focus for MCC and opportunities, I think, is to create the conditions in a country to where the private sector can come in. So where some of the policies and regulations around data and data protection, data localization, or even the allocation of a broadband network, which is right. important to some of these operators, is clear. And so they don't feel there's there's a risk. Um, but yes, as you know, MCC works in partnership with, with the private sector. Um, and we have a we have quite a lot to learn. Right. The private sector has figured data and digital out. They're doing you know sophisticated predictive data analytics. Just about everything. Where are their customers? Where's growth highest from? And I think there's an opportunity here in the development space as well. Um, yeah, there, there are lots of. That's great. Um, I know that we, um, as an agency, have supported some really unique partnerships. I'm not sure how involved you've been with our Side camps in order to try to get more um, young women involved in digital as well as science and technology. But we have a we have a lot of really great examples. So for sure, I'm hoping our our, our listeners will go to mcc.gov and check out some more examples of how we're doing both digital as well as inclusion in, in a new and innovative way. So um, thank you for that. Um, question. I mean, it seems like Togo is clearly a leader when it comes to digital. And so um, it's interesting to see like a ministry of on digital. And I, I understand clearly, I mean, it is the cornerstone of all of the work and clearly the development plan that Togo has. But can you talk a little bit about having a ministry solely focused on digital as well as, you know, are there other African countries kind of taking your lead and establishing their own ministries that are similar? 
Yes. So um, there, there are lots of countries now um, uh, that have a digital ministry. Okay. We really come as a support um, in terms of digital transformation. And, you know, um, everybody wants digital, but when it comes to transformation, it's hard because most of the time people want, don't want to change the way they work. Mm. So it requires a lot of leadership and the team has a lot of leadership because to see something happen, to make something happen, to convince other ministries that we're going to install this platform, you have to change the way you work, you know. So it's it's hard, I have to admit it's hard, um, but it's necessary because every project that you succeed in doing, every implementation, then changes things in a way that is really remarkable. Um, I, I was thinking of what we did in 2017, for example, when we created subsidies for farmers and uh, using digital means, we were able not only to, you know, this idea of transparency, of traceability, it's been, we've been discussing this for, for years and through digital means, now we, we can have a high level of transparency of how the funds are being spent and who received them. Or uh, during the pandemic, I think it was very important. Everybody was very worried about COVID. We were, we were all very worried about COVID. And we needed to have information. And we needed to build trust. We needed, we needed our citizens to really see what was happening in real time, how we were able to actually um, publish the number of cases on a daily basis. It was very important. So that's... I think that's the role of the uh, digital minister, uh, economy ministry is really to uh, support other ministries to not only to, di to digitize, but to also not lose uh, sight of the objective. It's not digitization for the sake of digitization. Yeah. We digitize because we want to be more efficient. We want to include our people. We want to improve governance. It's all for, for all these reasons why we digitize. Yeah, no, and uh, you're singing MCC's songs right here because we love to hear um, all of the different outcomes that you just talked about. Um, and I think it's really interesting and, and frankly exciting that we have this partnership with you um, because we want to see all of these ha um, things happen for Togo. Um, and so uh, maybe we could just talk a little bit about the MCC program in Togo. What What is your vision and, and how are you leveraging what you have already done with this, you know, additional, hopefully, investment from MCC? So um, it, it's a great question. We we had a lot of discussions with the MCC team to see what we need to do, you know, what was important for us. Um, and we identified some areas where we needed very strong support. For example, in expertise, having ex localized expertise. Um, we created an agency, for example, to digitize the country. And we need strong support for this agency to become operational, um, to improve, to actually build, because it's a new agency, we need to build the governance structure. We need to make sure that um, we hire the right people. We need to make sure that we design the right project for every, to support every other ministries. And this is really an area where the MCC is going to support us. The other thing is that when you talk about digitization, the, the, the first thing is infrastructure, because you can't have digital if people are not connected. 
And when we talk about having the private sector involvement, it means that someone needs to make sure the private sector uh, is doing their, their bits, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this is the regulator doing this. Yeah. And MCC is also supporting us help the regulator to improve its processes, to modernize the way it works. So it's also very important. So we have identified two areas that we think are critical for us to to receive expertise so that we can go move on to the next level of development. And um, what I like with um, the team and the NCC team is that we were very open uh, with regards to what we needed, and um, and it was a discussion. It's very important when you talk about an international organization that we feel that we're talking together, that yeah. we're designing things together, that we have a say, yeah. you know. And I think that that's why we have such a good relationship with the team is that we, um, I know they support, you know, they support us. Yeah. And and so they, we 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 were able to build this level of trust. And I know that hey, you know what? I can go and and I, I needed support. And I, I went and I said, you know, in this particular area, I need you guys to, to 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 support us. And they said, sure, we'll do it. And I think that's very important for us. Yeah. No, that sings country ownership all day, and that's that's fantastic. And it's good to hear that you not only are seeing it, but you feel it. So um, that that is also uh, fantastic news. Um, Agneska, do you have anything to add with regard to um, just in general, maybe uh, this whole element of country ownership and how you see the portfolio growing when it comes to digital? Absolutely. I mean, I think country ownership and the fact that that as much as possible countries are in the driver's seat is, is really my favorite part of MCC and, and we have so much to learn from each other, right? I, it's it's not by any means a one-way street. Contextualizing things uh, is, I'd say, more than half the battle sometimes. So, uh, so country ownership is is critical in this space. And um, in that sense, you know, when I think of digital at MCC, uh, it's clear, as Minister Lawson pointed out, that, that there's so many interconnected components at the country level. So it's an ecosystem that yeah. we need to strengthen and understand, an ecosystem that's founded upon a good and sort of governance structure that, that supports uh, reliable connectivity, right, yeah. uh, that's affordable, uh, that's competitive, and that, that businesses can, can leverage to create products, services, etc. But it's also dependent um, on, uh, on then a private sector coming in and closing those gaps between the urban and rural areas so that households have actually an access uh, to, to these technologies and, and to connectivity. Um, I would also place quite a bit of importance on the human capital piece. Absolutely. Because the interesting thing is the private sector and, and infrastructure gets built. It gets built, we know, fast, right? Within right. the last five years and in, in digital, I'd argue that it's even faster. But the longer game and the one where more of that dividend can be realized is the human aspect. Mm-hmm. So investing now in the secondary education to young men and women so they have the numeracy, the STEM, the YSI uh, camps that are needed and know how to use this technology is important because um, this is moving so fast. And so we don't want them to be left behind, right? 
So again, I think this ecosystem approach is really important. And that's one of the things that I've liked about Togo's digital 2025 strategy. You touch upon all elements of the ecosystem, knowing that you will sort of have to navigate it to make sure that things don't get left out. Uh, and back to country ownership, since that was your question as well. So in that sense, we're we're here to listen to those priorities, right? So, so MCC's role is, is to support that country's journey to lead their own digital transformation process. Um, you know, clearly there's a lot to be done, but I'm personally very excited to, to have you here today because, as I said, there aren't as many people who fervently advocate for this as you have. And, and not just as a sector-supported modernized technology, because there are a lot of funders that do that, and he does that. We invest in the management systems within, you know, the agriculture system within education. But to even look at digital transformation as an overarching mm-hmm. framework that supports economy-wide mm-hmm. growth. So it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we close. We always joke at MCC that our middle name is Challenge, um, Millennium Challenge Corporation. And so um, I just want to give a little bit of a a forecast or what do we see on the horizon as far as challenges yet to come or any any final or last words to give to folks who are following this space um, with regard to things that are happening and, and, and what they can look forward to. So, um, uh, that's uh, there's a, a lot to be said. Um, I, I, I want first of all to talk about tech for good. Um, I think that um, when you talk about digital, it's it's a tool that can be used for good, and we have shown not only in Togo but in other countries. It's true that you're talking about human capital. You're right. Um, we have to invest in our citizens. We have to invest in the youth. And the way to do it is really through digitalization. So when I look at the future, we need to invest a lot more in digitizing education and health. Very important because you need people to be healthy. And this will help create, you know, this will help them find jobs or create jobs for themselves. And I'm talking about the youth. So, um, but I also think that we could use AI, you know, even in education, um, we could use, we need to use innovation so as to make sure that this young generation of Africans being trained are trained with the latest tools that are available anywhere, in, anywhere else in the world, you know? Yeah, and so it's very important every time we do things to say, you know what? Let's do it in a way that young people who are, people who are young today, uh, in Africa, have the quality of education that can be, you know, seen elsewhere in the world in developed countries. And the way to do it is really using digital tools. So for me, it's a great challenge in terms of how do you get that to happen? And it's through investing in infrastructure, improving content, etc. But there is a process, there is a methodology, you know. And so it's very important once you have a vision to understand the methodology by which we actually Get to execute on the vision. It's great. It's great. And Deskia, any parting words about the the challenge ahead? Well, I think Minister Lawson has pointed to some very good examples here. So I, I 100% agree with that. I would just add that 
is such a fast moving space that we cannot wait. And um, this digital divide is growing with every day that we don't decide to do something about it. And, and maybe I'll, I'll end with kind of the, the role of gender equality and, and women, because you mentioned AI and, and some of the sophisticated data analytics skills, machine learning, those that are fueling the incredible innovation that could truly transform economies as well. And we want um, Togo and, and African countries to be part of it. But do we realize, and this is important for our listeners, that globally, this is in the United States and elsewhere, less than 17% of data experts in those spaces are women. And that statistic has not changed in 30 years. Wow. This yeah. is true in universities. So all of the careers that have to do with coding, mathematics, computational science, uh, machine learning, data science, not enough women are getting into it. And if they do, they get out of that space. Mm-hmm. So that brings in a lot of complications into an area where that balance is needed because we're all aware of the biases that AI can engender as well, but we don't want that. So I'm calling out there to the women that are listening to us, <laughs> take an interest in this because that is where growth is happening. No matter where you are in the world, in Togo, in Washington, DC, it's a very similar statistic. So we need role models like you this year also, right? Mm-hmm that, uh, you know, drives or encourages women to get involved. That's great. That's great. And I think that's a great note to end on. So I want to thank you both for being with us today. Uh, thank you both for two for your leadership in this space. Um, we'll continue to look for more from both of you. Um, and just uh, for all of our listeners, if you have additional questions or you want to hear more from, from us on uh, digital and tech for good, Um, please reach us at mcc.gov. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to On Development. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And to learn more about MCC, please visit www.mcc.gov.